Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022, and the weather today will be a high of 2 degrees in Edmonton, 1 degree in Saskatoon, and 4 degrees in Toronto. Everyone's like, where's the weather girl? I know, I know, I know. She's sleeping. Yeah. She's up late. Dad took her out on a little daddy-daughter field trip uh, last night and uh, didn't get home till 10. 1030. 1030. Yeah. That sucked. You know what? Like this, <laughs> we keep talking about how like we work from home and we don't do the tenants and toilet stuff, but like straight up, like yeah, when something happens and you know, um, that needs to be resolved, you do have to go run and take care of it. Like, you know, was it last week or the week before there was a tenant that said, uh, uh furnace isn't working i just left town you know what i mean I'm like okay i guess i gotta go drive down there and make sure the furnace is actually on you know because yeah. there's no key on site so i can't even send the hvac guy to even check if i wanted to i gotta go down there and then just turned out he just didn't know how the pro programming worked <laughs> so you know you gotta go run a deal with that uh last night I had to go and run a deal with um well it happened earlier in the day actually but that that's as soon as, as soon as we can get someone out but uh, had to go deal with a sewer backup at one of our flips. One of our finished flips. <laughs> I, I swear. One of our conditionally sold finished flips. I swear to God, <laughs> if we have the tenant, sorry, the, uh, the buyer um, was doing their inspection and they were testing the water. And when they filled up the water, um, like in the tub, just to kind of check for drainage, um, that's when the sewer backed up. So that sucked. Thankfully, um, the way that it angled, it didn't go towards the finished area. Like it didn't go towards the carpet. It went towards the unfinished area in the in the basement. Thank God. Yeah. That yeah. was like probably the luckiest thing that's happened to us in some time mm -hmm. because that was some stinky, stinky water. And yeah. to have to go and pull all that carpet out just like we did recently. Yeah. Because like, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, we had uh, another house that we sold. Um, uh, must have been last month. Um, that one, same thing. The day before someone came to do their, their walkthrough, their, their inspection, inspection, they, uh, that place flooded as well. So yeah, it's, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, we um, had one seamless property in between there. So let's not forget that. Did, did we? Metal oh wet. yeah. That one went really well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, like <laughs> stuff you don't expect. Yeah. Um, it was something really dumb too. Cause like, um, Roto Rooter came out and it was just a, it's just a clogged piece of toilet paper. And yeah. so we think he was able to clear that up really easily, just, just with his camera. He didn't have oh, to use a cleaning device yeah, at all. No just with his camera. Yeah. I just, I was able to push it out. So he's like, it's not that big of a deal. But he's like, do you like want me to clean it? And I'm like, yeah, clean it. May as well clean it out. So they're going to use like a, I like guess like a hydra jet or something like that. And clear yeah. the whole line. 
What's that? Clean the whole line out. Clean the whole line out. So that way it's nice and yeah. clean and gets any any like loose stuff in there. It's all going to get cleaned yeah. out. And well, we want um, we want the buyer to like. Was it necessary to get the hydrojet thing? No, but we want our buyer to feel confident that it's fixed and that we went above and beyond, right? So to be able to show that invoice and say, look, it was a minor problem, but we went above and beyond, cleared everything. It's yeah. All good. Yeah, it's and it's also just the right thing to do as well, right? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Not happy about it, but <laughs> you know, like had I noticed it during the renovation, I would have got it done. Yeah, right. So it's not something we were checking, but anyways, um, Matt's got I got a question about can we hear some funny tenant stories today? I saw that question yesterday. Was that Matt that posted it yesterday? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. We can get into something like that today um good morning to everybody else that's here today uh ryan says do you sewer scope sometimes this one was a um was a foreclosure so uh we don't always sewer scope uh, it just depends um uh good morning to kirsten good morning to kyle eric nathan's here nathan nathan was with me last night yes he nathan was. came out and helped me just in case i needed to uh just in case I needed to uh, have to duck out to take the kid home, it was just like it was really weird, like the timing. Um, the on, well, the on call was somewhere between eight p.m. and ten p.m. Yeah. So we were like, okay, you know, Wayne, I think you got there at like seven thirty, but then they called and said that they were early and on their way. So yeah, we had kind of Nathan on call for us <laughs> mm-hmm. um, to head over there if it was a if they showed up late, right? And yeah, but the timing just like matched up when you and Everly were also there, but then you kind of got roped into finishing up and yeah, so I just vacuumed not roped up, in, but vacuumed up the water and, yeah. and um, I'm going to go back there and just get some bleach and clean up the, the concrete and to make it all look nice and everything. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like dirty, dirty water, but it was just, it's, it's sewer water. Yeah. So fill in the blanks. Um, Don's here as well. Elry's here. Glenn's here. Good morning. Uh, Ken's here. Scotty's here. Ken can confirm the temperature is uh, in, in Toronto. He's 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 listening live from Pearson Airport. I don't know the reference. Why was he? Rush? No. Why was he's the airport code yes. for? I figured I was speaking. <laughs> Garrett is not happy with me. <laughs> I was, I was, I, there's got to be at least one Rush fan in here. <laughs> Who knows Rushmore's code? <laughs> Glenn is having trouble spelling your name, but he got the reference. <laughs> Wayne-ya? Wayby. Wayby. Wayby's a new one. Wayne-ya. Wanya is, is, a, is a very common one. <clears throat> what do we else we got going on here in the chat? <sighs> awesome. Alan's here as well. I see Matt. A few other people that I missed, but thank you guys so much you for showing up. People. Did I miss lots of people? <laughs> yeah. I was just kind of scrolling just to see how bad he spelled my name. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Rebecca. Um, okay, let's do a quick little commercial break and then I guess I can come up with some tenant stories. But like you guys got to come up with your own, okay? You tell me your own. I show you yours, you show me. Never mind. No. I'll show no. you mine. <laughs> no. I'll show you no, yours. No. I butchered it anyways. No. The joke was butchered. No. All right. 
Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. <laughs> so if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. Or maybe I should unmute it. Hey guys, we're back. Can we take a minute to congratulate a few people? Yes, we can. I'm just pulling everybody up here. Hang on just a second. We got some um we got some action takers. Indeed. Some people who took some action yesterday and joined the Real Estate Investing Masters mentorship group. So wanna do a big congratulations to I have a list. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to miss anybody. Alan. Woo, Alan. Oh, Alan Woo. Don't oh. make that joke. Okay. I, it, just, it just fell into place. That is, that, that does. Yeah. It just fell into place. It I'm just sure. happened. I didn't intentionally make a joke. I'm sure. Okay, he says he's used to it. <laughs> I'm sure he's heard that one a few times. <laughs> whether he's Whether he's used it as some sort of a. You know, that's my name. That's his icebreaker <laughs> at the bar, or <laughs> but I'm sure he's heard woo, Alan, a few times. Okay, I felt really bad for a split second there. <laughs> I mean, it does work. I mean, it is, if he hasn't heard it, I mean, it is pretty good. He says he gets it all the time. Yeah, he gets it all the time. <laughs> Lori, as well. Yes, congratulations, Lori. Lori Alexandria. Uh, Mr. Brian Murphy. Brian. Oh, where is it? Wait, hang on a second. Brian Murphy is in the house. What? Oh. I did drag it out a little bit there. <laughs> Garrett joined as well. Yeah, Garrett. Yeah, Garrett joined as well. About time. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> About time. I don't, I don't know why I say it like that, but I just feel like, I feel like Garrett's like just part of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been part of the community for a while. Absolutely. Yeah. So is Brian. Yes. Um, absolutely. So congratulations, guys. Congratulations. And we're so excited to get you started. Um, a few of you guys have been onboarded. A few guys are going to be get on, getting onboarded tonight or today. Sorry. Um, they joined last night. So I, I was I was a little busy sucking up water last night. So um, Sucking up poop. <laughs> but I'm going to take care of that for you today. And uh, very, very excited for you guys. Yes. First, uh, first coaching session is going to be on Thursday, this Thursday. And, um, and yeah, I can't wait until they can just kind of start having a look at seeing what's in there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people are like, Hey, what's in there? What do we, what's, 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 what do we get? Like monthly events, you know, workshops, um, you get weekly coaching sessions, you know, and then like every contract you'll ever need. And that's the cool thing. And like, I think the best part about it is that even if you think of something like, Hey, do you have a contract or do you have a checklist for something like this? If we say no, then we'll go find it. Find it or make it. Find it or make it, right? So you guys have everything you need. What what I want to do is I want to eliminate the excuses, right? I don't want it to be like, 
yeah, but I don't have that form. Or yeah, but I don't know anybody who can do that. Yeah, but I'm trying to eliminate the yeah, buts. Yeah, but. Right? Yeah. But. But. <laughs> Give me some other yeah, buts you've heard in the past. Me or the listeners? You. I don't know. Wayne, I'm running off a of very little sleep here. Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> and the kid was a little cranky. And so are you just here for... I'm just here to make woo and butt jokes. I mean, poo jokes. <laughs> Flying solo today. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I don't have the money. Yeah, but I don't know how rent-to-own works. Yeah, but I can't find a short-term rental course. Yeah, but, yeah, but. Garrett says, yeah, but my wife says no. <laughs> that should <laughs> have been a big the... one. <laughs> Legit. Or, yeah, but my husband says no. Lots Le of women taking charge in the game that don't have supporting wi uh, wives, husbands, or wives. I'd say it's about 50-50. Yeah. I'd say it's about 50-50. Um. It's just personality types too, right? Someone someone always wants a little bit more and someone likes comfort, which is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with, with playing it safe. Mm -hmm. That's a really weird thing for me to say. It's it's a very out of character thing for me to say. But like, if you ask me about my real estate portfolio, it's pretty boring. There are some elements and some projects that are a little more, you know, um, we're willing to take on a few more chances, a few more risks, right, in order to grow. But for the most part, I like boring. I don't invest in markets that are like, you know, that are extremely volatile just to kind of make a lot of, you know, make a quick buck. So um, I say that because I think that if someone says, hey, I don't see the value in it, I think it's too risky. I get it. Why would you put your family through that? The reason why they're saying it, though, is because they just don't know what they don't know. They don't know that it's possible to, to, to do it in a safe way. They don't know that there's measures that you can put in place in order to protect yourself. They don't know that there's people out here that actually know how to do it and that can show you for free every morning, right? Yeah. If they did, they might actually listen. Now, so a lot of them are still going to be stubborn and say it's too good to be true. And then, But it, like, if they actually do take the minute to go and or the hour to come sit and pour a cup of coffee and, and, and sit with us in the morning, <clears throat> they would realize that, yeah, we are real normal people. Gabby is literally holding a puppy right now. Like we're not in some like fancy studio. <laughs> we're in my office studio. And, you know, we have two dogs that we thought would be like, oh, they'll play with each other. And, but they're really loud in the morning. So Gabby is sitting here. She's like, I got to hold the dog. I got to do it with the dog. No, that's what Everly's for. But she's sleeping. <laughs> Just like, yeah, and we got a kid who's sleeping upstairs because she was up too late. This isn't like, but I, I try to make it as relatable as possible for people to realize because I want them to be like, oh, wow, if they can do it, I can do it too, right? I, I could, I could glitz and glam if you want me to. I could, I could stop answering DMs and. We, we fought about the dogs this morning too. We did? <laughs> oh, about the strategy for the dogs. Yeah. I wouldn't say, well, she did. I told you, your, I said, I said, that's cute. To your idea. <laughs> Gabby did throw a punch, but I but I parried it. <laughs> Is parried the right term when it comes to punching? That nah, doesn't matter. 
Look at how off track we are. What are we talking about? Wives or something? I don't know. Um, spouses that don't. Aren't on board. Aren't on board. It's totally okay. It's totally fine that, that, that they, that they want to take the safe route. It's your family. Yeah. And I'd I also think- say that like, it's really important to, to get them on board. Like. Oh, hundred percent. Like don't, don't ignore their, you know reservations and what's holding them back from being on board like find a way to bring them around listen listen yeah we talked about- listen and demyth yeah did you watch the joint venture um discussion we had with the panel yesterday just snippets just snippets Pup- that- puppies and kids we were talking about joint ventures puppies and kids <laughs> um we were talking about joint ventures and people were saying how do you like establish yourself and how do you get you know people to to trust you um and like just success tips and that kind of stuff. And the the big moral of the story was just to listen and stop talking. And, you know, if you listen to what your partner is saying and why it is that they think it's risky, um, you do have to educate them because there's things that they don't know that they have to learn eventually. Mm-hmm. Right. And it will, it will come off abrasive and it won't be easy. But, but if you listen to the reasons why they don't want to, you know, find, find solutions to their problems or find a compromise. Right. And sometimes like maybe you tell them you want to build the biggest, I don't know, choose a strategy. They want to build the biggest rent to own business in Alberta or Saskatoon or Saskatchewan. Um, Maybe that's your story, but like, they're like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. But why don't you just start off with like, see if you can convince them to just start off with one rent own and then they can see that it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Or that first rental property, they can see that like, it's not that bad, but you're coming off and I, and I know the way that you guys enter these, these discussions. Oh my God, I went to this and I saw this and Wayne told me this and I went to this event and they told me that I can buy as many properties as I want. It's like you're drinking the punch. Yeah. And, and there's something called an agreement for sale that you can buy houses, babe, you can buy houses for no money down and they'll carry the goddamn mortgage. We need to do this. I'm sorry. I know I love you and I know you hate this stuff, but we're doing it. Coming off way too hard. It, like Gabby says, it sounds like you're drinking the punch. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They've never been in this room. So just say, hey, like, just be honest and tell them why it is that it means so much to you and that you're going to, are you keeping an eye on the comments? And that you're going to, you're going to do one and we're going to try it out. And I'm probably going to make a few mistakes. But I'm going to fix them. And I just want to build that confidence with you. I think if you do it in a way in a, in a, in a way like that, that's just respectful, you say, I've, I've heard what you said, and that's why I'm going to do this. And by the end of it, I want to have a discussion with you, and we can we can have a chat. And if it looks good, let's maybe let's try another one, and um, and then we'll go from there. Now, that sounds pretty slow, and it is pretty slow. You know, I wish you did three. But if that's your circumstance, if that's if you, if your partner, your spouse, is is saying no, you got to be respectful, because this journey isn't just for you; it's it's for both of you guys. And if if your spouse is holding you back and making you go slower, then unfortunately you're going to go slower. And I know it's not fair because the other person's spouse said, "Yay, let's do it," and they bought ten. I know it's not fair that they got to do it, but it's just that. Do you really want to ruin your marriage over this? I don't think it's a good idea. Yep. Um, 
I think that most. I was, was, was going to say that like we went a, a relatively slow pace. And um, Gabby and I talk about throwing punches. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Sorry. That's not a funny joke. That's not a funny joke. Um, it was hard. Yeah. Very hard in the beginning because like, we were very stubborn and we didn't get any education or coaching. And man, those first tennis were, were difficult. I also was not on board. She said she was on board though. You, you said I had to be. <laughs> True. If anybody's heard, heard the story of, of how Wayne got me on board, it was basically telling me that I was on board. <laughs> um, and, but it was, it was, it was also very difficult on our marriage for many years. Yeah. Um, and I don't, we, we haven't hidden that. We've talked about that a lot publicly. And that's, I think, why um, we're so, we put so much emphasis on getting your spouses on board and doing it properly. And, you know, like with our mentorship program, like often for the, you know, first few mentorships, uh, coaching sessions, you'll see like just one person there and we're like, where's your wife? Where's your husband? When are they going to come? Yeah. And then eventually you'll see them like popping in the background and oh. then, and then eventually they're sitting next to them on the couch. And, um, but it, it's, it's really important because I know the strain that it took on our relationship and on our marriage. And I don't, I don't want that for anybody. I don't want anybody to feel like they're forced along on the journey. Um, you know, like I, there's a lot of me that looks back and says like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm so happy that I did come around and I'm so glad for what we have now and for all the hard work that we put in. But there's also the part of me that, um, you know, like, I mean, we're, we're human beings. There's that part of me that holds like resentment for being, you know, dragged along and for, you know, it not being what I wanted to do. Um, and being kind of not, not forced, obviously I'm, I can do whatever I want. I'm a big girl, but, <laughs> um, but feeling, you know, at the time, like I really had no choice, like, okay, I guess this is what Wayne wants to do. So we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And that caused a lot of resentment over the years. Yeah. So I think going at it the right way, um, and maintaining, uh, um, marriage where you both can, you know, just sit down and talk about it and figure it out and, and eventually get them on board. It's better to go slow and have them with you than to go fast and not have them with you eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the whole time, the whole time, all I was trying to do is like, just wait, just wait. You'll see. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see. I did show give you. Up, give I it five show, years, five years. <laughs> I did show you though. Yeah. Um, which I don't think that was the reason I, it helped. It helped that like, look on, it actually does work. I know it's hard, but if we did just imagine, hon, if we could do this, just imagine what we could do for another five years. <laughs> <laughs> just we'll go hard for another five years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that wasn't never the and plan. I, I hope you understand <laughs> that that was never the plan. Just, you know, like any entrepreneur, you have ideas and you put an idea in motion and it doesn't work out. You try something else. I have had so many different, you know, um, models and business plans and then, you know, they didn't work out and it's, it's fine. Um, and, and that's, and that's just the path that we're going down. Right. And that's just the path of wanting to be a full-time real estate investor. 
um, you know, you're going to, if you want to be a full-time real estate investor, you're going to have to go against the grain and you're going to have to do, you're going to have to make some big moves and do some things that are very hard. Um, but building a significant real estate portfolio, you know, just as a, as an investment strategy, you know, just for your future, it's very easy. Yeah. It's very easy. It's, it's, it's hard, <laughs> but it's hard to do, but like, it's, it's, you know, I can explain it to you very simply on a piece of paper, one piece of paper and you just follow it. Um, but yeah, anyways, obviously our story is a little bit different because, you know, I'm trying to build all these big things and stuff and I had all these big plans. So, um, I want to get in, uh, Kirsten actually said my husband was super against investing in real estate when I got started. I brought him around and now he manages our rentals masterfully. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> nice choice of words. Yeah. Um, and on the other end, Carlos says that he was lucky with Sarah being okay with real estate, but he wishes that he listened to her concerns more in the beginning. She was cautious, but he took it as, I think he meant to say non-action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sat, I, I, I went to, um, um, a real estate course with uh, Carlos years ago. I can't remember. It was before the blip. I know that at least. Um, but uh, yeah, he sat at the back of the room. I sat at the front of the room because I'm a fucking keener. <laughs> um, he's sitting at the back. But when I when I walked by them, like the first impression that I got of Carlos and Sarah, um, they were like 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 high school sweethearts. And they still are, I'm assuming. I don't think you were just doing that for that day. Like legit, like holding hands and just like caressing and stuff. And I'm like, holy shit, man. Like you, you got, that's, that's love right there. And the fact that, you know, you were able to not necessarily drag her out, but you know, she came out with you today. I don't know if she's on board or not, but like, you can just tell that when I saw you both and you were both there and you were intently learning that like it was clear that you guys were in it together and you had not necessarily convinced her or she convinced you, but you guys had a mutual plan. You know what I mean? You both were on the same page about why you're doing it, not necessarily why you should do it, but like why you're doing it. And uh, I always, I always admired that as something I won't forget because um, most people it's dragging them out, but I can just tell that they have a very, they, they communicate very well in their relationship just from what I saw there. If you were there, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm like, what the fuck? That doesn't happen very often. I've only ever seen that with one other person. And no offense to all your other marriages. You, you all got great marriages. But just like you had to be there. Um, Barry and Dawn are the only other ones that are just like madly in love. <laughs> like you can just tell. Like you walk into a room and they're, they're just like, just like they're locking eyes from across the room and just like still madly in love. A lot of that, a lot of that fades with most marriages. <laughs> it's uh, with most marriages. She's don't. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying to throw a compliment Carlos's way, and and also he, a point. He took it. Okay, but at the same time, I just don't want it to feel like everybody else. Like, well, what about my marriage? <laughs> just watch them. I tell you. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I just want to get caught up on these comments really quickly. Um, was there anything else on the topic of this? I don't think so. Okay. Um, let me go through yesterday, and 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 we've also got Matt's 
Um, Matt was asking about tenants. I, I honestly haven't thought about it. I've been talking this whole time. I answered this question. Are tenant stories ever funny though? So tell yeah. me your funny tenant stories. Mm. I feel like they're either like horrific or. <laughs> dick warts? <laughs> you want to tell the dick warts? We've talked about it before. <sighs> that was a funny one. Not funny in the moment. No. But uh, I answered this question as well. It seems like I answered a lot of these questions. Uh, most funny tenant story. Uh, yeah, you know what? You're right, Gab. A lot of them aren't funny. It's are... it's hard to even find them funny looking back on it. <laughs> it's like a reopening trauma. Yeah, it really <laughs> it really is. Um, he asked for funny stories. What did he ask yesterday for? Yeah, funny tenant stories. I'm going to have to think about that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know what? Yeah. See, I, give the tale from the trench. <laughs> I, I thought for sure I'd just be able to like put two seconds into it and just think of one really quickly. None of them are funny. <laughs> there's not there's not we nothing. also haven't had a really good one since like the beginning so it takes time to like remember what happened and like yeah the crazy the crazy ones involve like spousal abuse it's just not funny no not funny at all um and you know the crazy ones involve people ending their lease early so it's like those conversations are never going well uh, i've never walked in on anything weird because we get proper notice. <laughs> you know what? There's nothing funny. I uh, Guys, give me something funny. What do you guys got in the comments? Someone we hired um, to do inspections walked in on, um, walked into a bedroom and the tenant was sleeping. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Sorry, I said I never walked in. That's It's not like, it's not haha funny story, but that did happen before. Yeah, we've had a lot of crazy, like, you know, people's vehicles being broken into and- Stolen. Um, Catalytic converters being cut out, stolen vehicle. Um, you know, the Dick Warts thing was just like that was that was a that was a domestic um, argument, and that was what the woman was was screaming to the police was that her husband had warts on his penis, <laughs> <laughs> and we heard this from the tenant downstairs, and it's like I don't know why she told us. Um, <laughs> well, she was she was a single female. She was scared with all of the domestic fights happening. Yeah, yeah. And um, <laughs> it's just it was a really they they were they were they were under the influence of some some substances. And uh, yeah, so when we heard about that, like it was funny because like that tenant didn't tell us until like weeks later. Yeah. That like, oh yeah, by the way, I, yeah, I'm glad to see they're moving out because, you know, there was a lot of stuff that happened over the last few weeks. And we're like, what? <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, the police were here and she's screaming about this. And, you know, they were trying to flush the the cocaine down the toilet and or the, the pills down the toilet or whatever they had. And um, she's freaking out and she's, you know, screaming at him. And, and I, she was chasing him with a knife and, and he was banging on the door saying, let me in, let me in, let me in. She's going to kill me. <laughs> Not funny, but kind of funny. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then she told us about the the, the 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 warts. And then when they eventually left, that was, um, uh, they left the place. Like they took most of their stuff, but they left a lot of stuff behind. And sure enough, in the bedroom, on the floor, there's a prescription bottle. And when you pick it up and you look up the label, it is a prescription for warts. 
I thought it was hilarious. I'm like, okay, he actually does. Um, that guy they they left a they left a full size aquarium full of fish, like exotic fish. They left a full size huge aquarium full of exotic fish, and like a few days almost a week had gone by and we're like what the heck do you do okay i can understand if a dog that gets left behind cat call the sbca you know and they come pick it up or the humane society they come pick it up no big deal can you imagine calling 411 or the sbca to say hi my tenant left fish behind what, what do, do i do, I do? legit four people i think it was from the city of edmonton or whatever humane society four people came and they're just chuckling laughing at me because they're like well yeah i mean you did the right thing i guess (laughs) as they're scooping as they're scooping these fish out like they were really like i don't think that i don't think that the 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 luxury of the fish made a difference to whether to, to, to leave the fish and let them die or to flush them down a toilet or something like that. Cause I'm sure there's somebody sitting there and they're like, why don't you just flush them down the toilet? Carlos said it. Yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Someone was going to say it. Someone was going to say it, but at the same time, like, Oh, oh, those are expensive fish. Oh, I better keep them. They better not die. Like someone in here is like, wait a second. What does, what does the value of the fish have to do with anything? Why would you, why would you just allow, you know, just let fish die. It's not, it's not a very humane thing to do. So like, I'm in a, I'm in a rock and hard place here where like, I'm getting laughed at. And at the same time, I've got like these fish that like, you know, I'm feeding them, but like, I can't keep, keep coming back to this rental property and feeding them. We've got this weird thing where, you know, what's the value of the whole prop of the, of all our contents. We were dealing with that. Right. Yeah. Trying to figure out. Cause it was it over the $3,000. I think it's 3000. I think it's two. 2000, whatever it is. Yeah. There's there's like a certain maximum value. Like if it's if it's over the at that value, let's say three thousand, then you're required to store all their material for thirty days until they come back and get it. And but if you store it and you pay for the fees for storage, so if you hire a company to go and bring it all into storage, they have to pay for the fees for the 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 hauling and the and the storage fees before you release their stuff. Also, if they owe you money, like from the judgment. They have to pay you back all the money plus all the storage fees and everything else expenses before you release their items. And they have 30 days. At the end of the 30 days, you can dispose it or you can sell it. And you're allowed to sell it. And then the money is to be deducted from their statement of account. Yeah. Just really complicated shit. Like, think about it. Like, I got to go sell this aquarium, make 400 bucks, deduct it from the $3,000 they owe me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, nobody wants to be doing that. Most people just chuck it. But... That's the rules for it. So I'm sitting here looking at this place and I see like a, a, a bag of golf clubs, you know, this aquarium with exotic fish. A snowmobile. A <laughs> snowmobile. A shitty one. It, yeah, it was like. <laughs> it was a project he was doing. But like, you know, what the hell do I do with this stuff? You're allowed to keep it in there. You're allowed to keep it in your rental as well for storage. But it needs to, you need to store it for 30 days regardless in a locked, um, in a locked setting. And so, yeah, I called, I called up, I think it was Humane Society four people came and they're like so where's the fish 
<laughs> and they're like scooping it out. And I'm like, guys, like I, I, I know how this looks and I know what you're probably thinking. And they're like, no, we're like it is. This is probably the first time we've ever had to deal with something like this, <laughs> but you did the right thing. So don't, don't feel bad. I'm like, I, that's what I was hoping. I want to do the right thing. I'm like, is someone going to adopt these fish? Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, but they put them all in like, you know, baggies, baggies. And then they left us with the thing and, and then we, we drained the rest. And, uh, I think, I think we just put it up for free on like Kijiji or something. Yeah. Yeah, we probably could have sold it for quite a bit, but we ended up putting it for free on Kijiji. Again, not a funny story, but interesting. Um, God, yeah. What an absolute bust. I thought for sure I'd have funny stories. Were they our very first tenants? Yeah, first tenants. Because I remember also... As um, so, as we were like clearing their stuff out because we had to clean out the rental first, and then also there was like a shed full of stuff, and there was all that kind of stuff. The, his crap was not worth the um, whatever the threshold was to store it, so we were just getting rid of it. And um, so we hired, I think it was like just junk or something, and they roll up their truck into the backyard and start loading up. Yeah, and the tenants showed up. And so I, we think that they were in cahoots with one of the neighbors. They were friendly with one of the neighbors, and we think, think the neighbors must have called them. <laughs> I think they were swinging. And um, they they show up and start freaking out. And Wayne and I actually like locked ourselves in the houses and called the just junk guy that was on site and told him like, "You can get in your truck and leave." Basically, like this guy's not stable. So this was. Gabby, not on board with this rental stuff, <laughs> our first tenant situation, and we've locked ourselves in the house and called the police. Yeah. <laughs> Legit. Uh, yes, we I'm did. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah. And the next one wasn't any better. No. Because <laughs> that one downstairs, that was that was a, that was a rough one. Yeah. Um, the tenant that was downstairs during that, and then the next tenant that moved in after was Three bad. in a row. We had three, three in a row. awful tenants in a row. It was, yeah, those are our three, those are our three biggest stories is, is those first three tenants. Um, but you, you get know, better at screening people. <laughs> y- yeah. But we learned a lot too. Yeah, like I would have never everything, known. Everything we needed to know about landlording. We learned in those first three tenants. Absolutely. Like how yeah. long are you supposed to hold items for? Yeah. You know, um, you know, the eviction process, learning all about when to serve, how to serve, going to the RGDRS. Um, how to deal with fish that are abandoned. Uh, someone asked, did we know about the aquarium? Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, I think they got it after the fact, to be honest, because I remember them asking us if they could after the fact, and we were concerned about the utilities, about the electricity. Mm-hmm. Um, but we allowed it anyways. I can't remember. But um, yeah, we did know about it, but Yeah. Um, Carlos is, uh, trying to call in here. Good morning. Good morning. Just blew our, blew our eardrums. <laughs> oh, sorry. That was better now. It's just like, whoa. Cool story. Funny stories. Want to hear them. Let's hear it, buddy. Uh, so, 
at the time, like when I look back at the time, but when you look back in hindsight, they're super funny. Um, one of them was units. He was very particular about oh, Carlos, man. You got you got bad re- you got bad reception, buddy. You're cutting out big time. Break it up. Yeah, we were. You got bad reception there, buddy. Okay, well, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to put that one in the comments, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Put in the comments there, buddy, and we'll we'll read it off. I see Catherine here. I don't. I don't recognize Catherine in the comments. Sorry. Sorry, I'm being a little creepy there. Like, who's Catherine? <laughs> um. No, I just want to say hello. I don't think I've I've seen you at the show before. So uh, welcome. Is is there anybody else that's uh, that's new to the show today? As I as I talk about um, all this inappropriate stuff like penis warts, penis warts, and swinging tenants, and and um, and and the morality of whether to keep to 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 to, to call the SPCA about fish. <laughs> Carlos, you were not working. You were cutting out really bad. Your reception was poop. <laughs> uh, yeah, put it in the comments, buddy. Unless, unless of course you're driving, then please uh, just wait and do it safely. Um, yeah, those those first three tenants are always the worst. Um, I wanted to. Um, this is off topic, but because uh, I think it was was it Matt? Um, because he had that question earlier. Um, about tenant stories. Just pulling it up here. Um, Matt actually had a really, um, I had a really good video last night. Um, I wanted to compliment it. I, I was looking at it like w- while I was like cleaning up the, uh, the stuff last night, but, uh, Matt, did you see Matt's uh, video last night? His real? No, I didn't. So, um, I mean, like when you think about like putting out decent content, like where people are going to watch. Um, so what Matt did is he like he set up a camera while he's fixing a toilet, mm-hmm. and he was just like talking about real estate. <laughs> if you, cool. it was like it was like I and, and I don't know Matt. I've, I haven't seen much of your content because I you know we haven't been following each other for a very long time. But like when I saw that last night, I'm like, holy shit, man, that's a really good idea. Set up the the camera you know, over top of you while you're, you're fixing whatever you're fixing in the, in the tank, uh, the toilet tank there. And just talking about like real estate and how it's like, you know, there's creative strategies that are out there and, you know, you want to help people and you, you were talking to someone, they didn't know anything about it. So, you know, it, I think it'd be a great idea. You know, I, I want to talk about this more or something along those lines. I just bought it like, and on it, it says, I just bought an apartment building, come learn how. And I was just like, you know, I don't know if you put out content like that on a regular basis, but I saw that. I'm like, that made me kind of want to watch. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you look at some of those Instagram meals where like someone's, you know, talking in the background, but like, look at YouTube shorts. Um, they have like a video of someone on the top and on the bottom, they'll have like a Minecraft, you know, uh, video or something like that playing or like a video game playing. So it's almost like you kind of follow along as people hop around on like ledge to ledge. You have no idea what I'm talking about. No. But someone in the comments is going to get this. Um, they'll, what they do is they try and they'll, they'll cut half the screen and they'll put something that basically makes you follow. You know what I mean? It's almost like a ball rolling down a hill because you're kind of, it keeps your attention rather than the actual, actually what they're saying. Mm. It's, 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 it's really weird. But anyways, um, 
with that in mind, if you knew what I was talking about there, the fact that he was fixing a toilet, I was watching him fix a toilet and it kept me engaged <laughs> to hear his whole thing. Because otherwise, I mean, like, do I have time, me personally, do I have time to watch every single piece of content that everybody puts out? No, not really, especially videos. And that was a longer video, maybe 45 seconds. I was, I was scarfing a burger and my daughter was complaining about being tired and wanting to go home. I didn't have time to watch it. But I told her to be quiet in just one sec <laughs> because it had me engaged. It had me engaged and I stayed in my vehicle parked for another 30 seconds just to watch your video. So I just want to compliment that. Um, it was very creative. Very creative. Yes. I don't. Yeah. Is he still here? <laughs> Matt, are you there? He says, ah, oh, shucks. Thanks, man. It was because of your mastermind I did it. Oh, that's awesome. I I yet to see anyone go to that to that to that length. So did you actually buy an apartment building? What's the story with that? Yeah, I was that, is that I I was trying to see what the um font said. I thought there, for sure it was clickbait. <laughs> I thought for sure it was clickbait. Tune in to Tune find in out find today. <laughs> oh, don't you don't you play those games with me. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh my God! Said not bait. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. He, he, I didn't know anything about this before, and he didn't mention this on the flip tour when I was sitting with him. So, okay. Well, I guess I'll wait. I'll tune in. Goodness gracious! <laughs> <sighs> Let's go back to the questions here and see what we got. Um, uh, Kyle asked. Uh, maybe I'll hold on to that one just for a sec. Um, That dog driving you bonkers. Oh my god! Um, Anybody want a puppy? <laughs> well, they can they can just have it for a week, train it, and then just send it back. We just don't have time <laughs> to train it. Um, do you want to send it? If we send them upstairs, it's just going to be absolute madness. Yeah, the dog's going to go crazy. I can hang in there for fifteen minutes. Okay. Oh, this is a good one, Gabby. I'm going to let Gabby answer this question. Anytime I say that, Gabby's like, what the fuck? Wait. <laughs> uh, coming in from Scotty yesterday, I've been looking at purchasing flips with a joint venture partner. She had a coaching call through a different mentorship program, is being told that it is not the market to flip in. What's your thoughts on that? We are both new to real estate investing and have never flipped before. Where is Scotty? Good question. I, I feel know. like that question was today. Did you say it was Oh, yesterday? you know what? Maybe it was today. Okay. Scotty, where are you? Like location wise? Because I think that uh, not all markets are great for flipping. Correct. Um, it depends. Is... On a way, just outside of Edmonton. Sorry? He's in Onaway. Onaway. So looking to flip in Edmonton, I'm guessing. Onaway. Spent a lot of time in Onaway. Yeah, you did. There's um, there's Davlin's Davlin's restaurant there. Uh, I don't know if it's still called Davlin's or not. They had it up for sale there for a while. Um, I used to go for uh, for breakfast and brunch there. Just trying to relate with my audience. <laughs> uh, other than Davlin's, <laughs> other than Davlin's, there is like nothing in Onaway. <laughs> there's a isn't there like an A and W and a gas station? No, there's a Burger Baron. 
um, that I would never be caught in. <laughs> um, there's a church. Is there a, a burger baron that you would ever get caught in? No, there's, there's no burger baron that I've never been seen in. Um, <laughs> um, there's a church and there's a car wash. That's, that's on the way. Nice. Um, and there's a few uh, welding fabrication shops, which is where, which is why I got dragged all the way out an hour to Onaway. Um, anyways, uh, here's the thing about different mentorship programs. Uh, most of them are not in this province. Okay. Since you're in Alberta, this is why I wanted to hear, you know, where you were. Most of them are not in this province. Most of them teach a specific strategy. Uh, name, name, name a mentorship program and I'll tell you what they specialize in. Right. Yeah. And everybody just keeps thinking that we specialize in flips. No, uh, masters, we just like, because we run it and we do flips, everybody thinks that we master and it, like, that's, that's just our expertise. No, if you had to ask me my expertise, it's actually in agreements for sale and rent owns that that's my expertise. That's, that's what I'm really good at. I just happen to be building a fix and flip business right now um, and scaling it up. But um, I think that mentorship is about helping people get to their goals and not necessarily pushing a specific strategy. Um, there is one that does multifamily. There is another one that does multifamily. There is one that does, uh, that pushes like uh, rent owns. Um, there is another one that's, Joint ventures. Joint ventures. They push joint ventures. Um, they all kind of have their own little thing that they're like kind of known for. And they have a program. And then people kind of join that program specifically to kind of learn about that stuff. So, you know, to take advice from someone who's not doing those types of strategies is kind of, it's not, you know, it's like not like the best advice. It's kind of biased. Um, now, is it a good time to flip? Uh, no, well, no. Honestly, even in even in Edmonton, it's, it's very hard. It's, it's hard. Difficult. It's very uncertain right now. Yeah. And I will be completely honest with you. And anyone that's asked me, I've told them, I'm like, hold on a, like a month or two. Keep your finger on the pulse and see what's going on. But it's gotten very bad in the last six months. It's 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 hard. Yeah. Because uh when we bought our properties, we bought them, you know, in the summer, um, with the assumption that the market was either going to stay the same or it was going to get better. And I think everybody in, in Alberta and Canada thought the same um, because it was hot. It was very hot here. And uh, based on the prices that we paid for it, you know, that's, that's how we structured it. Now, the fact that the prices have gone down slightly and there are no buyers whatsoever and it's the middle of the winter, um, it's not the best time and interest rates are way too high. Buyers are skittish. Um, so like based on all those circumstances, like it's, it's very hard for us to sell properties. We got a, we got a conditional offer um, that we hope that property is going to sell. And we, we've sold other, like we're selling, but we have very, very, very good flips. But it's right? taking a while. Yeah. But it is taking longer than normal. Um, now, if you were buying right now, I would say just take a step, step back. You're going to need to focus more on the buy now. Um, because you know, you know that the sell is going to be more difficult. You know yeah. it's going to be sitting on the market longer. So if you know it's going to be sitting on the market longer and there's not as many buyers, what do you need to consider? Okay, 
well, I need to, I need, I know that it's going to, it's going to cost me a little extra on the end. Right. I also know that I'm going to need to have the best by far the best property on the market in that cutting corners, no cutting corners, Don't leave anything original. It better be pristine finish work. Pristine. It might better be staged like perfectly. It better be like when someone scrolls through, that better be the nicest thing they've, you know, that in that section of the city, not just that neighborhood. So that it's completely just, if anyone is buying and there are people that are buying, they will buy your house over any other property. Yeah. Right. And needs to be priced right. So if that's the case, then you need to make sure that you're buying right. Whereas earlier in the year we were paying, you know, a price but I would not pay that price again today. No. I would get a much better deal because I need more money. I need to make more money on the buy right now to cover me for the extra, um, the risk on the end. Yeah. So if I got a $30,000 off on that deal, it would have covered me for an additional four months, you know, at $5,000 a month. So $20,000 plus the extra 10 grand for, you know, maybe an extra, an extra feature wall or something like that. Right. Just to yeah. make it like really nice. Yeah. So you just got to, you got to make sure you're buying right. So it can be done, but I just, what I'm saying right now on November 22nd, it's just keep your finger on the pulse. I'm, I'm waiting to see how things play out with, with the media. That's what I'm watching. The media. I'm not concerned about the market. What the story is being told. And I'm not concerned about the interest rates. I'm watching to see what story is being told in the media. Because what I'm hearing right now, you can go take him upstairs if you need to. I'll finish up the show. Um, what I'm hearing right now, the most recent thing is that, uh, the most recent headline that I'm seeing is that interest rates are going to go up one more time. One more time. And they're expecting 0. 0.75 uh um, basis points. So if it's going to go up another 0.75%, see, we haven't had, we haven't had that anyone say anything like that since earlier in the year. All that we've seen is a uncertain, um, peak in interest rates. And everyone's just like, is it going to go up again? Is it going to go up again? I heard the States went up. Oh, that means it's going to go up again. Like nobody knows. And that uncertainty is what's is what's got people all concerned because like, what if it goes all the way up to 10%? I don't want to buy. Should I buy? Should I buy today? Right? And I think if someone said that it was going to go all the way up to 10%, if the news, the media said it's going to go all the way to 12%, everyone would be like, I got to buy now while it's at five. But they don't know that. No one knows where it's going to go. No one knows when it's going to stop. And no one knows if it's going to come back down. And because of that uncertainty, everybody's holding off. Now, if a news article came out in CBC, you know, a headline that they're stopping and that it's going to be like this for a while, I think the people would just come to terms with it. Okay, well, if it's going to be like this for a while, I'm not going to wait another three years to buy a house because I'm trying to find a rental and there's nothing available because like I've, I've called 10 different landlords and they're telling me they got 10 different offers and rents are starting to go up. I might as well just buy a house. See, I'm kind of waiting for that narrative to change. So my advice is to continue to keep watching the market to see what's the media saying? What's the narrative? What are people saying? As soon as you start hearing people say, okay, this is what's going to happen. They'll start making decisions for themselves because people need to buy houses. There's a lot of people that haven't bought houses this year. And when they do decide to buy houses, 
it's going to create a little bit of a, a demand for houses. And me personally, I think I'm hoping that this spring is very hot based on that. I'm hoping that people just get tired of waiting and they eventually go and they start buying houses. And if that's the case, then when people start buying houses, offers start coming in, what's going to happen? The media is going to talk about it. They're going to have some interview with some local realtor and that realtor saying, I just got 12 offers today. And then someone's going to read, oh, wow, there's 12 offers. It's hot right now. That means I better buy. It better buy before the prices go up. I don't want it to be like last spring. You know what I mean? So you really have to watch the headlines. That's what's going to dictate what people do. So if you start seeing indications of something like that, you make sure you're buying right then and there. Like I think buying right now in December would line you up perfectly for March. If you wait until March to buy, then you're April, May, June, July. By then it might be over. I'm not trying to tell you to time the market. I'm just like, if it's your first flip, I would say make sure that it is a absolute home run. Make sure it's in a great neighborhood. Make sure that it has a yard. Make sure it has a double garage. Make sure that it has a basement with a bedroom and a bathroom. Make sure it checks all the talk to talk to a realtor who understands fix and flips. Make sure it checks every single box that everyone is looking for. Don't give them anything to complain about. Make sure it has enough of a spread. Make sure you do a really good job on the renovations. Make sure you've got a good profit margin and make sure that you're comfortable with sitting for 60 days until you get an offer. You can do it that way, 100%. It'll work. That's kind of my thoughts. Um, but is it a, a great time to flip? No. I mean, people flip in rising markets. But you know what? Like, fuck me. Um, who was, it was Scotty that asked this question? Scotty. Um, Scotty, do you remember what it was like in the spring? Spring of this year, 2022. That is what you would consider a flipping market, a rising market, right? When the when when a rising market, it's a really great time to flip, buy, sell. You got lots of you know buyers on your back end. It's great, but do you remember what everybody was saying back in the spring? Oh, I can't get a deal. It's not a good time to flip. I'm overpaying. I don't want to pay $20,000 over ask. I, I'm, I'm so tired of like people putting in unconditional offers and me losing to them. People are going to complain when it's good and people are going to complain when it's bad. Seriously. I had so many people that told me that they wanted to flip back in the spring, but they were bitching and complaining that they couldn't get a deal because they couldn't put an unconditional offer in. I'm not saying you need to, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm telling you, if you wait until the right market, the, 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 the textbook definition of the right market, you're going to find other things to complain about. Other, pe other th people are going to find other things to complain about. You're going to have a joint venture partner and you're going to put an offer in. It's $10,000 over asking. And they're going to be like, are, are you sure? Are we overpaying for it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I think just stick to the basic fundamentals and the, the just make sure that you have a good prop for your first one. Make sure you have a good profit um, spread. Make sure, like I said, you check all the boxes for what everyone is looking for so that it's like when they look for a house for the people that are looking for a house in this market or in a, in a soft market, make sure that you give them everything that they want. And it's an absolute no brainer to buy your house. Right. And it'll, it'll sell. It just might take a little bit longer. 
But if you do a half-assed job, uh, then you are in a sea of houses that have half-assed jobs, you know, like or half-assed, you know, finishings, and you're not going to get the best price. And it's going to sit longer because there's less buyers. Buyers are picky right now. That would be my advice on that. Um, uh, and to summarize, uh, no. It, it, if you were to ask uh, for a textbook answer, it is not. It is not a good market to flip in. But in chaos, there's always opportunity. I can tell you right now, you can probably get a really, really, really good deal. And if you put some energy out there, you don't have any, like if you like start writing some offers, write a hundred offers, you know, over the next three months, go hard. You know what I mean? If you see a house that's for 350 and you need it for 270, go write that 270 offer. I know that sounds like a, a, a dick thing to do. And no, you probably won't get them, but maybe, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, let's, let's, let's change that example. Let's go from 350 to 300 if you need it for 300. And it's listed for three fifty. Write the three hundred thousand dollar offer a hundred times. If in at if there's ever a market where it's going to be an opportunity to get a really good deal, it's in this one, because there's no buyers, and that crappy house that's been sitting on the market for hundred and forty days because no one wants to buy it because no one wants to renovate it because everybody's because everybody's saying it's not a good flipping market. That shitty house that you're planning on renovating that's got holes in the walls. There's no investors right now that are saying. You know, I want to flip because they're all saying it's not a good time to flip. So if you can get a really good deal, $50,000 under value and, and you do a really good job, there's $50,000 worth of, um, of cushion for you so that it can sit on the market a little bit longer. I say right offers, but, um, keep tuning into the morning show every day and keep asking me the question every week. That's a, you know what? There you go. Right there. Keep asking me every week and I'll tell you. Because I'm watching, I'm not. I haven't bought anything um, in the last couple of months because we're we're trying to take December off. And uh, come January, I'm going to start doing my offers again, so I can line up for the spring market. Um, but I'm watching very, very closely. I'm watching very closely to kind of see how how things change. And I want you guys to look watch closely for me too. If you guys see anything, if you see an article, if you see a blog or something written, you know, let me know because I'm I'm just. And and to be honest, if you're if what do you hear at work? Let me know what you guys hear at work. What are the people talking about the water cooler and the lunch uh, lunch trailer? Because I'm not I'm not out of my house anymore. I don't talk to people anymore. All I have is social media and news articles. So if you guys are hearing anything, let me know. Because um, that's going to be the indicator. Um, Garrett says, uh, "Burrs." Oh yeah, hundred percent. Burrs would be great right now if you can find them. Again, like, yeah, make, make a hundred offers and see, you know, if you, if you're running the numbers and you, and you're trying to find a property, uh, but the numbers don't work for a burr, now's the time to be writing lots and lots of offers to get the price that you need. If the ARV is still there now, now's the time to be, to be writing those offers and, and see if you can get it low enough. I'm seeing some really good deals in neighborhoods that I was watching last year, um, where, People couldn't get anything for under 380 and they were complaining because they needed it at 330. And I looked on MLS listing price and I'm seeing 330 right now. Meaning you can probably get it lower. Like there's opportunities, but 
are you the type of person that is willing to jump on an opportunity when, when it, when it presents itself, when everybody else says no. Okay. Garrett's got to go. Looks like Ken's leaving as well. Um, you know what? I'm going to get going as well. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Um, tomorrow we got a special guest, uh, Randall from DCI is going to be coming by and, um, we're going to be chatting. So come back tomorrow on Wednesday and, uh, we'll see you guys then. Thanks for listening to the real estate investing morning show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com.